Welcome back to the KPI Cafe, where conversations happen that are hell-bent on elevating automotive retail. As always, I'm your host, Dane Seville. And well, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank my sponsor, Reunion Marketing, a full-service digital marketing agency specializing in SEO, SEM, and social media. And well, as a little bonus, as a faithful listener, I'm happy to provide you with a free, no-obligation digital marketing audit that will help you better understand where you're doing great and where you need some help. So at the very least, you are armed with the knowledge to hold your internal team vendor partner more accountable. Well, with that being said, let's get ready to rumble with today's topic. Let's get it started. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever it may be. I hope my voice reaches you well. I was recently talking with my wife, Michelle, about satisfaction at work because she recently got a new boss who decided to put her and her coworkers in the pods of four to six people. The boss then implemented a new time off policy that says if one person in your pod has a day off, you also cannot have that day off. And you can't ask another pod to help with coverage. So panic ensued because if you think about the holidays, who wouldn't want off on Christmas Eve or an extra day around Thanksgiving? And it created some tension in the office, uh, you know, across those pods, right? You have a minimum of four people in every pod vying for specific days off. Not ideal. And then I had another conversation around the same time with a dealer friend of mine who hasn't had a single vacation day off in three years. And while we didn't exactly talk about how that may impact my friends morale, I can only imagine they get pretty tiring to be in the grind for three consecutive years without a few days off to rest. So as in the mindset about work-life balance and organizational leadership's uh, influence on the morale of their people based on scheduling policies and Let's be honest, automotive retail hasn't historically been an industry people seek out because of its hours and work-life balance. Ironically, as I was trying to plan out a KPI cafe around the idea of work-life balance and scheduling, there was an automotive news article about this very topic, about a general manager in North Carolina whose schedule change made a positive impact on culture and retention. But before we get to that, as I'm making a habit of mine, we're going to talk about what's going on in automotive, and this week we're focusing on paid search. And I have with me one of the smartest and hardest working colleagues I've ever had, who also has a great culture and morale on her team, our director of paid search, Jessica D. First, Jessica, glad to have you join me today. How are things going? Things are well. Things are well. Getting some uh, new accounts loaded on. We've gotten the team ready, pumping into to uh, move into this next quarter and, and NQ1 on a good note. Fantastic. All right. So, Let's dive into it. Jessica, what's going on in automotive paid search? Sure. Well, um, <laughs> we have the local campaigns where we're definitely knee deep in. We're seeing incredible performance, again, across the board for local campaigns. Uh, we are really anticipating this performance max campaign shift that's going to be hitting us pretty quickly. Um, again, that rollout starts in April where you can automatically cl click the button and it'll upgrade the campaign for you. We are noticing a lot of differences between the local campaign and performance max though. So we're keeping an eye on those stats, making sure that uh, it is performing as well as it possibly could. Um, of course, a new product comes trial and error. So hopefully all of those kinks get worked out internally with Google as well as with our clients. Uh, that way we can have a, a seamless transition. Um, and then we have, I guess, secondary to that are VLAs. VLAs, vehicle listing ads. Uh, we just got the news that we are considered an internal trusted partner with the vehicle listing ads. And one of those 
perks is um, the ability to target new car advertising just got rolled out only for trusted partners with vehicle listing ads within Google. As we know, the primary focus right now is, is on the used vehicles, CPO being able to advertise those. Uh, new becomes, I should say, new car advertising on vehicle listing ads is a whole new set of challenges with compliance regulations and brand specs and image specs and so on. So we're excited to really test that out and get that going. Um, then, of course, uh, max conversion value is something that Google is definitely pushing on their end. Um, that came with a lot of tests, again, a lot of trial and error. But with the latest uh, recommendations that Google sent out, we are seeing a, an improvement in some of our, our bid strategies and some of the results specifically for store visits now that some of the regulations across the country, at least in the United States, have kind of lifted. They're getting a little bit more lenient um, as the pandemic you know, is still obviously occurring. We are getting people out and about a little bit more frequently, and we all have to get an oil change every so often. So uh, with that being said, we are putting a little emphasis on this max conversion value. Store visits is going to be a, a primary focus for us, I think, to track you know, who engages or interacts with our ads and walks into the dealership for a service or for a sale. And tracking that back down to the actual ad copy is, is a big point too. Uh, something else that just got released yesterday by Google, it's not even publicly or formally announced yet, but Google has actually um, upgraded their ability to provide custom videos for clients. So getting onto the video track here, um, specifically, reducing the amount of budget required in order to opt into these specific videos. Uh, it's basically, you can have an auto group of four stores. All of them have a $2,000 budget for video campaigns, meet that minimum 8K requirement. So what Google can do is create a brand new video for you if you don't have your own video source uh, or custom creation or ability really to create your own videos for a dealership. Uh, Google can do it for you now. And they just lowered the minimums from, I, be, I believe it was 14,000 down to 8,000 now. So it's a little bit more feasible, I'd say, for, for some of our auto groups within reach, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is quite a lot going on it in is. automotive paid search, <laughs> performance max campaigns, VLAs, max conversion value, pivoting beyond, keep in mind about store visits as uh, pandemic measures come to an end, you know, trying to be agile and, and stay on top of you know, consumer behaviors and, and how they're going to change back some as, as this pandemic hopefully comes to a conclusion soon. Uh, Jessica, thank you for joining the KPI to talk about what's going on in automotive paid search. Uh, Paisons, you've been apprised on what's going on in auto for this week's KPI Cafe. So stay right where you are as we sink in today's guest. back with another KPI Cafe, and I'm excited because I'll tell you what, when we talk a lot about uh, different things going on in automotive and how things are changing, and we're, we're focusing more on uh, conversations about retention and morale, well, I have a guest here today who did some great changes that led to some great boosts at, at, at the dealership. Uh, Mr. Greg Davison, uh, an automotive leader over 15 years, been in the business uh, uh, quite a while, and, and Mr. Davison, thanks for joining the KPI Cafe. 
Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So how about just give us a, a little bit of the background of this, uh, of this uh, change that you made. It's on, it was on scheduling, right? You, you, you created a new schedule for, for your team. So give us some context. What was, what was the change that you actually made? Um, b- biggest thing was, um, you know, being in a somewhat uh, a single point store, we were competitive with the metros. Um, many of those stores were open on Sundays, um, just trying to be competitive with the market, but uh, also having a big understanding that, you know, not everybody's built the way car people were built 15 years ago. They want to be able to have a great living, earn a great living, I should say, and then also be able to have a, a solid work-life balance. So, um, you know, when COVID, when COVID came along, we, we kind of got, we had gotten short-staffed a little bit um and you know and needed to to make some adjustments so that meant other people doing roles of other other people that we had that were furloughed so you know and it kind of it just made me kind of open my eyes a little bit to you know to what people were doing the roles they were able to do um but being able to change that that schedule to to a four day on a two day off for with three teams, you know, each, each team had a sales manager, each team had six sales associates, you know, an F and I manager. It really gave, like I said, it, it gave that work-life balance. They were able to work four days and then they were off two. So, um, which really, you could really see the morale of the store change and people get excited because the, the, the guys that really go after it and, and do well in sales would always wonder who was, who was getting ahead of them on their two days off that makes sense. So, but yeah, so there was a couple of things, components that had to go into it. I mean, we had to make a shift and bring in a third party company to help manage our internet leads because the salespeople actually now were doing the internet leads. So we went away from a traditional BDC. Great. Great. I, I, I like uh, some of those, the, the thought here is, you know, as much as COVID has been terrible, it actually engendered some positive changes, you know, with a lot of more focus on fixed ops in the back end of the house, finally getting some, some just desserts and, uh, and, you know, this scheduling change with the, you know, four days on two days off. And that's, that's an interesting component that you said there was that. So when they came back from their two days off, they wanted to know about how other people were performing while they were out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, like I said, it just, it raised that competitive level a little bit, um, you know, especially for the guys that really, you know, the, 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 the folks that really, you know, were into it. Um, and like I said, you know, COVID accelerated everything because most of us were, you know, digital retail. No, that's not going to happen. You know, that's not going to be a, a thing, you know, we're 20 years out or we're 15 years out or whatever, but then, you know, then of course Carvana's and all these other companies, you know, come up with the delivery systems. So we had to kind of change and modify how our mindsets, you know, the, the days of, of a BDC working an internet lead and then bringing them into the store, all that was changing. People want now to, they want to have, you know, true transparency. They want to be able to, from, from beginning to end, you know, yes, they do want to come in and probably drive the vehicle that they're going to own or have it delivered to them and drive it first before, you know, but, you know, finishing everything up. But, you know, it just, the whole thing came together really well with, you know, like I said, we had a third party, you know, third party company that helped us with our leads. We had a digital retail tool, but it just accelerated how the car business and how everything honestly has been done by probably 
10 years, you know, this, everything that's going on now, I feel like probably wouldn't happen for another 10 years, but because of that situation. And so you had to kind of modify. And then if people now are, you know, interested in mostly doing everything online before they get there, then why not have the person or people that understand and know the questions they're going to ask, understand the product to, to be able to answer versus somebody who's just kind of a, a phone operator, if that makes sense. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, at reunion, we believe we, we call it uh, comfortable being uncomfortable and COVID seemed to make everyone have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and giving up on the, the whole idea of what well, we're doing it this way. Cause that's the way we've always done it. Uh, it's, so what did what did that do with morale in the store? How you know how what did what were people saying? How were they feeling? Uh, what did that do for uh, you being able to maintain salespeople? How did that impact you as a leader? Well, I mean, the biggest thing was, I mean, because you know there were a couple of couple of guys that you know or, or ladies, I should say that most of us because we are in a single point. A lot of these folks were coming in from you know other cities that were thirty minutes out, forty minutes out. Some of them were coming from an hour and a half away. Wow. Um, and I mean, and if you worked a traditional schedule and you're, you know, the bell to bell, because we closed at seven 30, I mean, you know, by the time you wrap up with somebody, you're, you know, you're getting home at 10 and you're back. And then, you know, you really, you get your one day off during the week type deal, the old way, you know, you get your Sunday, but it doesn't really give you any type of, I mean, number one Sunday, you can't plan doctor's appointments. You can't do dentist appointments. You can't do those type of things. So it takes your one day during the week and you just have to cram everything into it. All right. The honeydew list, the doctor's appointments, the dentist, I mean, everything has to be done in that single day. And so them having two days back to back, I mean, number one, it gave them a day probably to schedule everything. And then it gave them a day to relax kind of back to back. So, um, but yeah, everybody loved it. We were having, we did have, uh, many people that were starting to reach out to us and say, Hey, I'd like to come work. I've heard about the schedule change, but you know, that gave us the flexibility to be really selective on the people that we brought on board, um, which was a plus. Cause I mean, it, it was a bonus, you know? Um, so yeah, that was the, that was the biggest change you could see. I mean, the guys would, we would interview people and they essentially would say, well, you know, you, you got all the right you know, criteria, you've got, you know, you've got this, but we just don't feel like that, you know, you're passing the assessment, the scoring system that we had. So we were able to be really, really selective on who we were able to bring on board. That's great. And I'll tell you what, in terms of the idea of retention and recruitment and everything, I mean, being able to, uh, you know, have that pool of candidates uh, is, is really great. So, I mean, that's clearly a demonstration of when you, when you, have a disruption that 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 benefits your people and it, it improves that culture and that morale people hear about it and and that 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 benefits the dealership yeah i mean in, in the current climate too what's going on i mean you know the, the ones that were there even though you know it, it gave us the ability like i said that gave us the ability to be selective the, the climate going on with it you know with of course the money that these guys are you know these the, the group is making it gave us, and they were okay with the little additional workload. They were okay with that because they knew they were going to only do it for four days. They were going to go after it really hard for four days and then be off for two. And they were okay with it. And they didn't, you know, they played a part in who we were bringing on and who we were going to, who we were going to, you know, put on the teams with them. So, you know, a lot of peer interviewing going on, 
multiple manager interviews. I mean, so it, you, it, it was almost like you had to make the team, not that we were trying to fill the holes or fill the voids like so many of us, you know, try to do. We just, you know, we hired 10 and hope to stick. It wasn't for that. We, you know, we, we said, okay, we have this many spots and, you know, draft day is, is coming up. You know, the combine's coming up. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put in the work and show us what you have if you want to be a part of our team. So great. Uh, sort of a, a last question on this. And, and, you know, this comes from clearly me not knowing how to do this. And, and I, I could see some people having objections to it because, well, it's a big change, right? So how did that scheduling work? Was it, did you have set pods of people that had four days? You know, how, how'd you figure out who had, was working those four days and who had the two days off? How'd that, how'd that work? All right. So you put, like I said, three teams. Okay. And then, you know, you scheduled it from now until the end of the year. I mean, it was 365 days. So it's relatively easy. The two days that you have, say, if you were off Thursday, Friday of this week, next week, it would back up by one day. So it'd be Thursday, Wednesday, it was continuously rotating. So in some, you know, in, in honestly, in some months, you know, you might have two weeks where you're off a Saturday, Sunday back to, or a Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday type situation, you know, and then the following month it, it would change and you would, you know, then you would go, okay, well, I don't really have any Saturdays off. So that part of it would rotate, you know, some of the ones that wanted to be there and wanted to sell on Saturdays, um, th there wasn't an issue because of the fact that they were all taking, you know, the internet leads, the inbound phone calls. So they had opportunities and it, that was a big, big thing you know, probably, I don't know, a year ago was really trying to get them to understand that, you know, a phone call, an internet lead, a showroom, a service, they're all opportunities. They all should be viewed and looked at in the same way. And it's how you interact with each opportunity is what makes the difference in whether you sell or you don't sell. And I think, you know, once that vision and once that mentality changed, you know, not being there on a Saturday, wasn't the end of the world. Now it would make it a little hectic for managers and the salespeople were actually there because I mean, you know, there were days that you would get more, you would actually have more customers than you would sales associates, you know, which that just meant that managers were having to step up, do a little extra, you know, salespeople might have to really, you know, kind of uh, coddle the baby a little bit, I guess, while, while, you know, they're working with somebody else. But I mean, it, at the end of the day, it worked. I mean, it really, it was a, it's a, to me, I think, you know, like I say, work-life balance in this business is ne not something that people don't, they don't think about. They just, it's one of those things that go out there, you know, sell hard and then good luck to you. And, um, you know, so that was the biggest thing. And I look back when I sold cars and I can remember, cause I was, you know, extraordinarily competitive. Um, I could always remember that, okay, I wanted to sell X amount and I wanted to make X amount of dollars. And I would always achieve that by the end of the month. But then I would look back and go, well, when did I have time to spend this? When did I have time to, to actually enjoy, you know, kind of the fruits of the labor? But by then it was the end of the month. So you're at the first of the month, you're like, well, it's time to push the rock back up the hill, you know? And, <laughs> you know, so, and so you were going after it. You want to be better the, the next month than you were last month. So, and it just, it, it's a vicious cycle that you can really get into if you're not, if you're not paying attention to it, you know? And, you know, and then you have people that go, well, I don't have that type of stamina. I don't have the, you know, that, that type of mentality. Money isn't everything, you know? So, um, and then those are the ones that are great salespeople, 
but they will flounder and they will, you know, they will at that point start blaming, you know, all the, the environment versus, and, and part of the environment was the schedule. So. Absolutely. Well, I, I love it. You know, there's so much, uh, we hear so much in automotive about the hustle and grind. And while there's plenty of room and time for hustle and grind, I love that you also made some time for relax and rest for your people. Mr. Yeah. Greg Davison, I really appreciate the time you, you let me today. And, and I love diving into talking about this disruption in, in, in scheduling to create this great environment for your folks. Uh, really appreciate leaders like you out there embracing this idea of these culture changes and, and making it better for people in automotive. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everyone stay tuned because I got some other stuff for you here on the KPI Cafe. All right, everyone, I hope you got value out of today's episode. I know that I did. I love this whole idea of leaders in, in, in automotive embracing these types of changes necessary to improve the lives of their people. Next week, I'm going solo. That's right. I'm flying this one alone. We're going to talk about some digital marketing writing tips, right? Some copywriting tips that I've acquired over the past 12 years from being a copywriter to associate creative director to content director for reunion to my role as brand manager. So whether you need uh, insights on landing pages, uh, ad copy, or even coming up with a script for a podcast, if you're thinking of diving into something like that, uh, we're going to talk about different topics like uh, negative priming words, power words, and just some general tips to keep writing crisp and strong uh, for all of your uh, different efforts. So I hope you'll join me next week. And of course, uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe, 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 subscribe to the KPI Cafe on your favorite podcast platform. Please write a review to let people know what you think. And then of course, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have Dealer U. We'll have other content coming out uh, that hopefully will provide value for you. So everyone, uh, I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you at the next KPI Cafe.